Thanks for tuning in. One of the things that makes Outcasting and its related programming possible is financial support from listeners like you. Please visit us at outcastingmedia.org and click on support to make your tax-deductible contribution. Thanks. This is Outcasting Overtime. For media for the public good, creator of Public Radio's LGBTQ youth programs. Hi, I'm Justin, an Outcasting youth participant. When I was younger, up to about my freshman year of high school, I didn't pay much attention to my appearance and clothing. I first realized I was gay and came out to my friends and immediate family when I was in seventh grade. My parents weren't directly unsupportive, but it was almost as if they were in some kind of denial about me being gay. They never talked about it, and it seemed that they continued to think I was straight. I'm grateful their reaction wasn't bad, but it still wasn't the best. My family isn't patriarchal. I think of my mom as the head of the house. But even without a patriarchal family system, I've been expected to help my dad with physical work, like mowing the lawn or assembling furniture, which are more masculine activities. It felt like I couldn't change, and that I had to do manly activities to feel validated. I am also Black, and among a lot of Black people, there are often rigid expectations about gender roles. So, for example, it might be the men who do more physical work. These expectations are rarely talked about, but they're deeply embedded in Black culture. Together, these things have made me feel dismissed and not listened to, and these feelings have trickled into my gender expression. I think of myself as cisgender, meaning not transgender, but I wanted to experiment with less traditionally masculine clothing, and for much of my life, I felt pressure from my parents and other people in my life not to. But around the start of my sophomore year of high school, I started to question the role of this pressure in my life. I was tired of not liking the way I looked and wanted to change it. I wanted to get more involved in fashion, mostly because I wanted to grow and look good for myself. I started wearing more intentionally assembled and cohesive outfits, rather than just throwing on a black t-shirt and sweatpants and calling it a day. I tried to have at least one good outfit each week. Like many other teenagers, my head was always filled to the brim with friends, family issues, schoolwork, and extracurricular activities. I was still dressing in a masculine way, but the things I was wearing were different from what my parents would have worn when they were in high school, and they started commenting on it. That made me feel less secure in my own home. But I was also feeling a desire to experiment with more feminine or gender-bending expression, so I figured that as long as they were already making comments, maybe it was a good time to really experiment with blurring the line between feminine and masculine clothing. I realize now that I didn't fully understand my own gender and that I wasn't fully comfortable in it. Just before quarantine hit, I was wearing a lot of different clothing pieces, some androgynous, some masculine, and some feminine. Quarantine left me with time to think about my identity and my clothing. In the early parts of quarantine, I had the time to try on different outfits so that I'd be ready when lockdown was lifted. I would grab clothes from all of my family's rooms and try to get creative with what I had. As the months and quarantine passed like days, I've continued to question my gender, gender expression, and sexuality, and I've slowly become more and more comfortable in myself. In pushing the limits of my gender expression, I realized how much I love being able to blur the lines of androgyny, masculinity, and femininity. Now I can just go into my closet with an idea for an outfit, be it feminine or masculine, and wear without the shame or caring for what others have to say. Thanks for listening to Outcasting Overtime, from Outcasting Media, creator of Public Radio's LGBTQ youth programs. Outcasting Media is a production of Media for the Public Good, based in New York. Outcaster Tim helped with the writing of this piece. Our executive producer is Mark Sofis. 
Visit us at outcastingmedia.org to get information about outcasting, make your tax-deductible donation, watch outcasting videos, access our social media links, and listen to outcasting and related content. Thanks, and thanks for listening.